0: Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ's Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson, brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. Welcome back to The Greater Work Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Gibson. We are diving deep into our series, It's Not You, It's Me, focusing in on those signs that you may be a toxic Christian in the workplace. In our previous episode, we explored how our actions in the workplace can unfortunately inadvertently contribute to toxicity, even if we don't intend for it to. Today, I want to dig a little bit deeper into one of the most significant indicators of toxicity, selfish ambitions. Now, I understand that this might be Really hit close to home for some of you, but it is a conversation that needs to be had. Many of us have been taught a distorted view of faith, one that sees God as a sort of divine ATM machine ready to grant our every wish when we want it. But as someone who has studied the Bible in depth, I can tell you that this belief is not grounded in biblical truth. Let me paint a picture for you from an experience that I once had. Back when I was working for a well known Christian publishing company, the atmosphere was cutthroat. During our weekly prayer meetings, some colleagues would petition God to be the highest salesperson with the highest sales numbers by declaring that they had divine favor and prophesying that they were successful. Yet, ironically, none of these individuals ever lived up to these prophecies. What's worse is that these same people, during their lunch breaks, they engaged in toxic gossip, labeling the fellow co-workers who were more successful than them as demonic, Or even resorting to something like name-calling of making sure that they were labeled as witches or even warlocks to elevate themselves and to sound more spiritual. And one of the other funny things about this, in the parking lot, when you would go out there, you would see on their cars proudly displayed bumper stickers boasting about how they were too blessed to stress or that they were the king's kid. And what's funny is that he even had matching license plate covers on top bearing scripture references concerning wealth. Now, if any of this sounds familiar, if you do it, I urge you to pause and reflect. This behavior not only damages workplace relationships, but frankly, it damages and tarnishes the reputation for those of us that are of the faith. We really need to consider abandoning our selfish ambitions that are displayed like that and embrace a more authentic expression of Christianity, one that's more rooted in humility compassion, and as well as general service. Now, when we read the words found in Psalm 37, verse 4, I understand it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But again, understanding the Bible or any text for that matter requires context and comprehension. The principles hold true for interpreting scripture. And when we dig into that particular verse It sheds light on our discussion when we understand that the word delight in the original language is a term that signifies making something soft or pliable. Now, let's imagine that you're looking at a skilled potter, someone that makes pottery, and they're at work, shaping clay maybe on a spinning wheel. Now, if they encounter impurities in the clay, they moisten it with water, and then, of course, they would carefully remove any of those impurities or obstacles like sticks or pebbles. This process ensures that the clay is malleable ready to be transformed into something beautiful and useful similarly when we yield ourselves to god allowing him to shape us according to his will we will become the vessels for his purpose unfortunately there's a misconception that we think that by singing joyful songs and acting happy we can manipulate god into fulfilling our desires now instead he calls us to surrender to his transformative work molding us into the likeness of his son. Now, let's be clear. God isn't in the business of indulging our selfish ambitions, especially in the workplace. If we believe that simply reciting scriptures or clinging to promises that guarantee our desires to be fulfilled, we think that's going to be blessed by him. We're deceiving ourselves. The Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride, but instead do it out of humility and consider others more important than yourselves. When we approach God, seeking assistance with our jobs, with our careers, anything like that, it's crucial to examine our motives carefully. If we're asking for God to help us to close more deals so that we can boost our productivity solely on the merit of attaining more possessions getting things like luxury cars or bigger houses or you fill in the blank, we need to pause and reflect. Our motivations matter greatly when it comes to our interaction with God. Seeking God's guidance for professional success, it should not be driven by selfish desires for personal gain and even material wealth. Now listen, instead, our request should stem from a genuine desire to honor God in all aspects of our lives, again, including our work life. In Scripture, the half-brother of Jesus, James, wrote these words in James 4, verse 3, And when you do ask, you don't receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may squander it on your own pleasures. As I alluded to before, it's important to understand that God is not obligated to make you appear as the most prosperous individual at your workplace, nor is he obligated to shower you with riches so that your wealth becomes a pseudo testament of his goodness in truth god's blessing often comes when we shift our focus away from ourselves and allow him to work through us to bless others when we selflessly serve and uplift those around us we're going to create some opportunities for god's grace to manifest in our lives and in the lives of those that we touch now again going back to Scripture. Immediately following the day of Pentecost, it says in Acts 4, verse 32, the multitude of believers was in one heart and one soul. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything that they owned. If the atmosphere in your church service prioritizes individual ambition over the collective good of others, it's essential to recognize that you may not be in a true Christian community. Instead, regrettably, you might find yourself among a group of driven by greed individuals with a shallow understanding of what it means to walk with God. They will always be longing for an encounter with the Spirit of God, but when they have this mentality and this motivation, they will not ever grasp the true essence of Jesus' teaching. In the presence of God, selfish ambition, it fades away. When authentic revival will take root in our life, the character of Christ will become evident in every aspect of our life, including our work life. So, rather than solely seeking a blessing for ourselves to outshine others in the workplace, true revival will prompt us to intercede for our co-workers, our managers, and even the leaders that we listen to, praying earnestly for their well-being and their spiritual growth. Now, let me be clear. Not all ambition is inherently wrong. When guided by God's principles, ambition can be a powerful force for positive change. As the Apostle Paul taught us, we're called to pursue a healthy and godly ambition, one that aligns with God's purposes and seeks to uplift others rather than exalt ourselves. 1 Thessalonians 4.11, it says to aspire to live quietly, to attend to your own matters and to work with your own hands as we have been instructed. My friend, instead of simply responding with, I'm blessed when asked how you're doing by your coworkers, consider taking a more genuine approach. Be honest, let them know how you're doing, if you're doing well or if you're doing poorly, but then extend a sincere inquiry about how they are and offer your assistance in any way possible while, again, still fulfilling your work responsibilities that have been assigned to you by your leadership. Furthermore, embodying Christ-like behavior in the workplace, it means being diligent in your work without getting sidetracked by unnecessary distractions, again, like selfish gossip. When you arrive at work, Focus on the tasks and responsibilities before you, avoid idle chatter, and also don't get involved in other people's affairs if you don't have to. If you find that selfish ambition has unfortunately clouded your ability to reflect on God's goodness and kindness, own it. It's essential that you acknowledge it. Repent from this. Take ownership of your actions and ask for God's forgiveness. Again, invite the Holy Spirit to work within you, in your heart, and also allow the Word of God to bring about the transformation needed to align your work life with the character of Christ. Now, before we pray, let me encourage you to visit our website, christworker.org. Now, there's some additional tools on this website that will help you walk in Christlikeness at work. Also, we're listener-supported, and if you have been blessed by this ministry, please feel free to make a charitable donation as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message. And it has hit home. All of us, everyone listening, has a part to play in this message. And that part is to ask you for forgiveness. Father, personal ambition, it's something that we all struggle with. But Father, I'm asking that through this message, you would help us to respond. Help us to identify that selfishness that's in our heart. And also, Father, help us to be uh, empowered in our repentance to stop doing this. Help us to lay down our plans. As Jesus prayed, your will be done, not ours. Father, I ask that as we go into our workplace, we would not be motivated to be successful just for personal ambition. Father, I also ask in the name of Jesus that you would help us to help others be high performing in their work. Help us to be a blessing to them and not just to absorb it all on ourselves. Father, at the end of the day, we pray that Jesus would be known and we pray that he would be known through our work life. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, the Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.